Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Apex Podcast. I'm your host, Ruben, alongside my partners, Chase Gehringer, Daniel Zaslav, and the fourth member of our team that we are welcoming this week, Jesse Maggins. We are so excited to have you on today's jam-packed episode where we have so much to talk about, including our predictions for the NFL awards uh, the night be- that, that, that will be given out the night before the Super Bowl. The NFL playoffs match- matchup this weekend is going to be considered super, super wildcard weekend. Triple fighters both days of the weekend. We'll break it down for you. We'll get you ready. And we've also got the College Football National Championship Monday night. And isn't that going to be a great game? Mac Jones and... And the Alabama Crimson Tide come down from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And Ryan Day brings his team down from Columbus, Ohio to go play in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. It's going to be something we're all looking forward to here at Apex. And then we have a new segment we are introducing this week, which we plan on doing weekly. It is going to be called our NBA Basketball Roundtable. Those topics in the roundtable this week is Steph Curry dropping 62 points against the Portland Trailblazers last Sunday. What a what what a great game that was. We'll break we'll give our raw reactions to that. We're going to talk about what the what we think is the best team in each conference. And we're also going to talk about our top rookies of the year. All that and more coming on here. But we're going to start with the NFL awards. So, you know, we talked about the MVP last week, you know, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Henry. We talked about all that stuff. So now we want to talk about some other awards. And first we've got comeback player of the year. The two candidates are Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger and Washington football team quarterback Alex Smith. In November of 2018, in a home game against the Texans, Smith was sacked and ended up suffering his the tibia and fibula of his right leg. Later that week in the hospital, according to sports betting Dime, a flesh-eating bacteria infected Smith's injured leg, and there was concern amongst medical professionals of a per- of permanent damage to the vital organs in the body. He needed 17 orders to only even keep his leg without it being amp- amputated. This year, after a long, long road to recovery, Alex Smith was able to return later in the year and has and has been three and one when he's been under center with the Washington football team this year. Now, on the other hand, you have Ben Roethlisberger, who suffered a season ending elbow injury in his second game of the 2019 season and surgery was necessary. He has led Pittsburgh to a 12 and four record. However, when the two candidates faced off early in the season, Smith and the football team took the victory. Smith and the football team did not have the best year, 10 and six and 10, but again, Smith went three and one when he, when he was starting and the and the, the football team, although they went six and ten, they are in the playoffs and are facing against the or seven and nine. Sorry about that. Uh, mess it up. The, the football team went seven and nine this year, and they are facing against Tampa, Tampa Bay, and Tom Brady under center, and that's going to be a great matchup that we're going to be watching tomorrow. So let's break it down. Who do we think is going to win? Zaslow, let's start with you. I feel like for any other awards, kind of that introduction, you really wouldn't start off with that huge paragraph about how they got hurt or how they deserve the award. I feel like the the story of Alex Smith is just so unique. I feel like he, no question, should be the unanimous winner of this award. He's my pick for the award. You know, it's been an amazing journey for this guy. The football team, that despite being seven and nine, I believe uh, Bucks coach Bruce Arians stated that 
we're not facing a seven and nine football team. We're facing the three and one Alex Smith football team because they weren't very good under Haskins or I believe Kyle Allen who got injured. And I've, they're looking at it as if Alex Smith is the start of the whole season, this team would look different. And I agree with that. Being a fan of the Eagles and NFC East team, I despise the Washington football team. But I feel like this season, everyone kind of understands. Like, this team has been a huge shocker. And I think everyone's, like, sort of rooting for them, even if you dislike them. You know, Alex Smith, an amazing story. You see this team who no one expected much of. They expected another top five draft pick. But this team is like a they're they're a playoff team. They're they're getting work done. And for all we know, they could they could get deep in the playoffs. This team has some real heart, and Alex Smith has really brought something to the table that no one's ever seen before. The closest we've gotten, Teddy Bridgewater, same situation, could have gotten his leg amputated. But Smith just really this is just one of the most heartwarming and amazing stories I think we've had in the NFL in the NFL recently. Yeah, look, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think Smith has really come through a lot. And although Big Ben has had a good year, it just seems like the way Smith has came in, really managed the game, and really inspired this football team is great under Coach Rivera. Jesse, you have anything for us? Yeah, I was going to say, so I was looking at their uh, completion percentages, and they're next to the same. Smith's is 66.7, while Roethlisberger's is um, – Roethlisberger's is 65.6, even though Smith is a little bit higher. That's just another one of those things that puts Smith right above the edge to win win this award because his story is so much more meaningful than Ben Roethlisberger's. Even though he did have a great comeback season, it's not as intense and as and doesn't require as much hard work and determination as Alex Smith did and as much suffering that he endured to come back. And I mean, I, just to be fair, I mean, I, I do think both went through a lot of suffering, but I mean, you were talking about, you were talking almost about a light. I mean, I watched that E60, E60 project 11 documentary on Alex Smith. And that just seemed like what they, what, what they were describing was a life or death situation. So I guess Jesse, like there, I really do think that it was just, it was a whole different magnitude. Many, you know, we, we knew we're, Ben out for the year sucks, but we knew he, we we knew he was going to keep playing. We knew he was going to come back. It was pretty obvious. Smith, we thought his career was over after seeing that, but he really surprised a lot of people. And Chase, what are your thoughts on this award? And also, yeah, yeah, what are your thoughts on this award? Do you think even Big Ben has a chance, given given the fact that you know Smith even went out and beat him, Alex Smith? As I as I watched, um, so as Drew um, Project Eleven the. The, um, he was about to get his leg amputated. It was a very serious situation. And I believe they could even rename this award after Alex Smith for the comeback that he had, this amazing, amazing story for him. And also, not only did um, um, Smith undergo 17 surgeries, he also um, won a lot down in the stretch to help, um, to, to help win the division and also get a playoff spot that no one, I believe no one um, forced seen uh that and it, it's just an amazing it's amazing story and as Zazzo said it's very hard not to root for Alex Smith obviously and you also got to give some credit to the 49ers left tackle most people aren't um respecting him very much for this but Trent Williams also deserves some recognition he continued to be the top le- one of the top left tackles in the league after having a cancerous tumor re- removed from his head and I believe kudos to both three of these guys for the hard work and dedication throughout the um, season. But uh, yeah, I do believe Smith should win this award. 
this week we focused on the comeback player of the year and we will be do- we will be focusing on a different award and giving our predictions each week for the uh, leading up to Super Bowl weekend when when the when the awards are announced at the NFL honors the week the the Saturday before Saturday night before the Super Bowl. So now let's move on. We've got Super Wild Card weekend weekend coming up. I'm very excited. Triple headers both days and we are going to go around and just Give our apex picks. That's a new segment we're also introducing during. I know we are approaching the playoffs and kind of towards the end of football season, but when we have game days and college football games, we are gonna wanna we are gonna wanna give our picks. So this segment is gonna be called Apex Picks. We're gonna go through each game. I'm gonna we are gonna I'm gonna tell, say what the game is. We're all gonna give our picks, and then we are gonna say why, and then we're gonna have an in, interesting discussions about who we think, what, what our experts think is, is going to happen in these playoff games. So let's start 105 Sunday, Orchard Park, New York. The Indianapolis Colts travel to Buffalo, take on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Chase, who you got? Well, Drew, I, I, although um, this is a very, I would like to start off just saying this is a very, very sneaky um, seven seed. However, I, I will be taking the uh, the Bills in this one. I just believe the Bills have been so explosive these past couple weeks. And Josh Allen has just proven to be a playoff quarterback. I think the Colts have one of the top defenses in, um, in this uh, playoff bracket. I believe um, uh, Xavier Rhodes is very good. DeForest Buckner is developing a lot on this team, on that team. How, and Jonathan, I think the big factor where 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 it's going to come down to is is Jonathan Taylor going to have enough to carry that Colts offense, and also will the defense be able to stop Josh Allen? And th- where that shows in is I would like to bring up a um, a game in the regular season, uh, the Bills the Bills versus the Titans. Um, the Titans absolutely blew them out, and it was a huge shocker for um, it was a huge shocker for that week. And it just it it was it wasn't Derrick Henry that made all the plays. It was the passing, and Philip Rivers, can, we know, can make those passes. And also, um, uh, but however, Josh Allen is just this Bills team has been demolishing every single team these past couple of weeks. Although they although they, although they were having a slow start, I think Buffalo will win its first playoff game. Since since 1995 with another strong performance from Josh Allen. And that is my prediction on this. Zazla, what, who you got? Uh, I'm going to have to, you know, I, I want to go with the upset, but for this one, I think the, the, the bills have just been dominant recently. Josh Allen, definitely in the MVP conversation. They've just been a really good team all around. Everyone's been stepping their game up. I'm going to take the bills in this one. Great. Jesse. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills also. Josh Allen just really helps their team in such great ways, and I don't think there is someone that can beat him with ease. And that we're not going to see that this week at all. Yeah, you know, I, I think that I think that you know the Colts are sneaky. You know, they beat my Bears, and they looked good. That defense looked good. I just think. I, I think it's too much offense. I think it's good. I think I think I think Philip Rivers could be able to control the game. They're gonna. I think they're gonna be able to. If they can establish a run game, it's gonna be close with Jonathan Taylor. But I think at the end of the day, it's gonna be too much offense. Josh Allen can hang in there in the pocket. He's built for this. I think he's built for this game. I think he's an elite quarterback in the NFL. They get the dub, but a close one. 
close one. Watch out for the calls. All right, let's go to let's go to 440. We're going to Seattle. LA Rams at Seattle. Seattle. I I, I, I gotta go. I, I gotta go Seattle just because I just feel like it's it's gonna be too much for that. I know they got Jalen Ramsey, but I just think DK Metcalf is too much for these secondaries to handle. And I think the defense steps up. Uh, uh, Jesse, you want to start us here? Yeah, I have to agree. The The Seahawks just have, I think, a, a slightly stronger offense, and they're going to be able to pull it out. I, I just don't think that the Rams will be able to pull through. It's just uh, Russell Wilson's just able to make those passes that are necessary to win games. It's also very important. Sorry to interrupt. That we we need to we need to point out that Jared Goff is questionable, and it'll be John Wolford who really performed last week. Performed very well last week. He was using his legs well. He was running the ball. He beat the Cardinals. Gave my Bears a playoff spot. But you know, it, it, I think it's too tough. I mean, you can't. You, you can do. I think it's going to be very hard to move with a backup quarterback against Russell Wilson's experience. He's been in this situation before. But let's go to Zazzle. Zazzle, he got. Um, I'm actually going to go with a bit of a sleeper pick on this one. I'm taking the Rams. You know, the offense has been really good these past few weeks, despite the loss to the Jets. Obviously, that was a bit of an iffy performance. But I think that they're going to be able to pull something out of their ass. Wait, can I, can I say that? <laughs> pull sure. something out of their ass. Anyway. Sure, you can say that. I don't I care. Said, I, I was thinking the same thing when I said that. Yeah. Okay, just, just let me say it. Pull say something it. out of their ass. Okay. I'm going to take the sleeper pick on this one, actually, Drew. I'm going to take the Rams. Their offense hasn't been too good recently. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Seahawks, who they're actually playing, which I think is going to be interesting. But I think they'll be able to, to pull something out of their ass that will help them win this game. I don't know why. I just got a feeling. I think that they have, they were good defense with Ramsey in the secondary, Aaron Donald on the D line, two of the most dominant players in the league. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I think the Rams are going to take this one. Just got a feeling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to, I think it's right. I, I mean, that that's definitely interesting. I, I mean, the Rams have got a great team. They're very well coached by Sean McVay. Chase, do you, you agree with Zaslow or are you sticking with me and Jesse and going to Seattle? Yeah, I'm going with Zazzle. I think the Rams are the most likely. So that, that's a split. That that's a that's a very solid split. And remember, I am taking tr- keeping track of this, and we are gonna keep track of this tomorrow. We're gonna talk about who's got the who had the best record out of all of us for our picks. Now we're gonna go to the night game which is very highly anticipated about you know who we who we who we talked you know about the comeback player of the year alex smith and then we've got tom brady the greatest player of all time to ever play in football in my opinion it really should be in everybody's opinion that's the night game at fedex field landover maryland so what i i got tampa bay i got tampa bay zaslow who do you got i just think there's too much offense before I get to Zazzle, I just think there's too much offense. There's, there's too many weapons for Brady. They're going to have a good game plan. Washington's going to put up a fight, but it's just going to be too much. But watch out for that Washington D-line. Watch out for that D-line, but I got Tampa Bay. Okay, I'm going to start off saying this is one of those random playoff games. Did anyone expect to see Tom Brady and Alex Smith in the playoffs this year? I don't know. Not everyone even thought the Bucs were going to make the playoffs. People thought the Saints were going to take the division by a long shot and not even give them the opportunity to make the wild card. I think it's just crazy that these two guys, of all people, are going against each other, not Dwayne Haskins and Tom Brady, not Kyle Allen and Tom Brady. It's 
Alex Smith. I actually, I disagree with that statement. I think that this is going to be closer than you think with that, with that, with that. I think, I think Washington's very well coached. Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, Monta Sweat, they're going to be coming after Brady, but it's going to be a good game. Uh, Chase, who you got? I got the um, Buccaneers in this game. I think it's also going to be a lopsided game. I don't believe Alex Smith, although as his great comeback story, I don't believe that offense can generate much, much offense in general. And um, I'm just going to be taking Brady. Playoff Brady is always fun to watch. And um, the deep, the deep, the Washington defense will def- would have to carry them so hard for this game to even be close. So I believe it's going to be a lopsided win for the Buccaneers. Jesse, wrap up our Saturday slate. Yeah, so I definitely think the Bucs are going to take it also. But there's a few interesting things about this. Uh, the fact that Alex Smith is playing in a playoff game, first of all, is remarkable. Second of all, Tom Brady on the Bucks winning another Super Bowl, that would be fascinating to watch, considering the amount of Super Bowls he's already won. Adding one more to that list, where everyone thought his career would have been over, is just crazy to see. Just about what you said, that's so significant, because everyone's like, oh, it was always Belichick. Oh, and Brady's proved that he's really, you know, was able to do a lot on his own in New England, and maybe Belichick didn't have that big of an impact because Belichick had a terrible. The Patriots were, had a terrible year this year, not not to the Patriots' standard by no means. And and I think it would be so interesting, and in what it would prove, you know, everyone really Tom Brady's very high, highly respected around the league, whether people like his character or not. He's a great football player, but this, how much would this elevate? How much harder would it be for someone to to um for someone to, you know, catch up to Brady if Brady were to win it with two different teams. But I am going to say that could cause issues because if people, if, if quarterbacks and players, you know, they want to win all these Super Bowls and they want to win with multiple teams, you know, I, one of the things I love about the NFL is how players stay on the teams. They stay on their teams or franchise quarterbacks or for the franchise. But it's interesting. Jesse, continue. I just think that this matchup itself, not even the, not even the skills behind it, but just the thought, of all these different components to it. Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl, Alex Smith in the Super Bowl, Alex Smith in the playoffs, Tom Brady in the playoffs, the Bucks going for a Super Bowl win. It's just all these different things make the game that much more interesting. And it's just going to be so interesting to watch. And also with the defense, both defenses are half decent and they're able to defend when they need to. And I think that that's another key point to be made. I think that's totally key. Let's move on to Sunday. Sunday, Titans, Ravens. I got the Titans in a landslide. Too much for the Ravens to handle. I, You know, Lamar's very talented. He's not going to be able to handle it. The Titans are going to blow by the Ravens, in my opinion. Let's, Jesse, why don't you why don't you kick us off, and then we'll go to Zazlon Chase. Who do you think? Who do you got? Oh, definitely the Titans. It's just their run game is so much better than the Ravens, but they and also, they're able to yeah, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but they also have the huge ability to throw. With, you know, you saw they that do. throw from Tannehill to A.J. Brown. Continue. So Tannehill to A.J. Brown, they make connection for throws like that on a regular basis. I had him on my fantasy team, and that's really what got me the points, honestly, is those crazy throws Tannehill makes to Brown. And when they do need to make those crazy throws, he's always throwing them Brown. And Brown is a reliable receiver that can make these catches to win the games. I agree. Zaslow. Yeah, Drew, I I think this is going to be a really interesting game. We saw this matchup last year in the playoffs. And last year, Lamar Jackson, his MVP season was taken out by the legs of Derrick Henry. 
Now, the Titans have a, do- a explosive, deadly run game. But at the same time, they have a pretty decent passing game. Like, it's nothing outstanding, nothing terrible. It's okay. It's better than most teams, but not quite like Chiefs, Bills level. It's not up there yet. I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be able to – I think the, the Ravens are a sleeper in the playoffs this season. I I think the Titans are going to fall short by a few points at the at the least. I, I just – I see Lamar Jackson having a crazy game, crazy game, you know, lots of run, rushing yards, obviously, from Lamar. I'm going to take the Ravens in a bit of a surprising win. I think the Ravens are one of the biggest sleeper teams in this year's playoffs. All right, Chase. Yeah, I don't think the Ravens are would be a surprising win anyway. They're they're the favorites in this one in the first place. I think with what happened with last year's playoff matchups, I believe Harbaugh will be very ready for um, Derrick Henry and their Titans. And I think the problem with the Titans is the defense. The defense is absolutely atrocious. And I think the Titans, the only way they will win if they if they start and they start off above uh, um, in a lead. I don't think the Titans are that type of team that that can always come back and win. Especially, I don't I don't know I don't know I I think this is just going to be a very highly anticipated um, matchup. You will see some surprises. I don't believe it will be Derrick Henry, but I believe it will be um, AJ Brown that's going to be getting the majority of um, the the um, the touches this game. And uh, yeah, that that uh, my prediction is the Ravens on top just by a small amount. I I believe it's going to be within three points. So I believe this game is going to be an absolute amazing game for the playoffs. It's very highly anticipated and we'll see what's going to happen. Yeah. And speaking of me, um, speaking of the Harbaugh family, I'm a big Michigan fan. Just want to put this out there. You know, the extension was put out today. I am very happy in Harbaugh. We trust we're going to get this thing turned around and we're going to beat Ohio state. I am very happy about the extension. We're going to get a new defensive coordinator. Looks like it's going to be the Ravens, Ravens linebacker coach. Once, once the Ravens get eliminated um, from the playoffs, which will be this weekend, according to me and just from uh, predictions, Zaslow and Chase beg to differ, but I am happy about the extension. For those of you who are wondering, big Michigan fan in Harbor, we trust we're going to beat Ohio state. All right. Now let's go to another one of my favorite teams, the Chicago Bears. We're, they're flying down to New Orleans. It's, I am very excited. The Bears are in the playoffs. I don't know how they got in. I don't think they deserve to get in. But they're 8-8, eight and eight and they're in the playoffs. Zazlo, the Eagles aren't in the playoffs, so I wouldn't be talking. But, I, I, all right, I'm going to say flat out, well, you know, I'll give my opinion last. Zazlo, you seem uh, very excited right now. Zazlo, give us your pick. I don't know. This is one of those toss-up games where you have one team who snuck in and one team who deserves the playoff spot. You know, the Bears, they are the definition of okay. They are lying in the middle of the street, seeing if the car is going to come down the left side of the road or the right side of the road. They don't know where to go. They're just kind of there. You know, you always look back at some of the classic moments in Bears history. You know, you got 85, one of the best years. And then you got the double doink, one of my personal favorites in Bears history. I, I think oh, this God. year something similar is going to turn out. I don't know. I think that something's going to happen this year relating to a Bears kicker not doing well in the playoffs. Well, Carlos Santos just set the franchise record. 27 straight field goals. I mean, kicking's like the one position we've actually got figured out. It's it's incredible. Well, Cody Parkey is still the best kicker in Eagles history, whether you like it or not. So yeah. let's see what happens, <laughs> folks. I'll, I'll pass this over okay, to, to Chase. Oh, uh, Zazzle, we, need, we, need your, we need I'll your predictions. by 20. <laughs> All right, Chase. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I got to take the Saints. As Drew said, I don't believe the Bears really deserve this. I mean, they did make the playoffs. I, I believe, I guess, making the playoffs. I mean, I don't think the Cardinals deserved it any more than we did. Yeah, I, I believe the Bears, I guess they deserved it. But Roquan Smith, a game, a, probably a game-time decision, is a big need for the Bears. And if they don't have them, I think this game is going to go way in the Saints' favor. And the Saints, I would like to pro- pull up a point. Next season, they're negative $99 million in cap space. And even with the release of Drew Brees, they're still going to be in big in depth. So I believe it's Super Bowl or nothing for the Saints this year. And their mentality going into this game is going to be very, very high. So I, I'm going to take the Saints, although there could be a, pos- a potential upset with what happened in the regular season, as Drew may want to point out. Yeah, that was that game was in overtime. I'm going to mention that, but let's hear Jesse first, and then I'll go on to my Bears rant. All right. So I definitely agree that it's likely the Saints will win over the Bears. But I would be very interested to watch and see the Bears win just because they're a team that's an underdog coming into the playoffs that don't really deserve it but it's similar to the Giants, and I believe it was 2011. Right, right. It is similar to the Giants and similar to the last seed, but, I mean, uh, we're not similar to the Giants this year, but we are similar to them in 2011, yet continue. And I just think it's fun to watch a team with the, that's the, that has the last seed grow and grow and reach the Super Bowl and win. It just makes it that much more interesting to watch. But I believe they will. Um, if they even get past this game, there's no way they're beating the Packers. That's all. That's my take on it. But I, would say- I mean, Tarper, Tarper, Green Bay to beat a twin twice. But we're focused on New Orleans. Let's let Jesse finish, and I'm excited to get to my Bears rant. Yeah, and also what Chase was saying about the Saints, how they're millions of dollars in debt. They need to win the Super Bowl, and the question is, can they? And I don't believe so. Well, it's an interesting conversation. You know, the New Orleans, you know, if you want to talk about the Bears, it's fine, but you're just talking about New Orleans. They've had terrible, terrible playoff, you know, heartbreakers of the Minneapolis Miracle, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, that, that, that no call in the NFC Championship, that, you know, the PI, the no call PI against Kyle Rudolph, you know, all sorts of crazy things that I, I feel bad for Saints fans for. But let's get to my Bears rant. All right. First of all, I'm taking the Bears. No question about it <laughs> i am taking the bears and i don't think can, it's we, funny. can we take a moment First just to all, laugh i think that <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> I, I don't think you're, you're not gonna be laughing you're not gonna be laughing okay, sunday okay. night well- First I honestly all, think this deserves first, a laugh track right now in editing. I can put a little laugh track in and you, you should leave this part in you should leave the part in we're talking laugh. about this um, yeah, yeah. and then, I, and then when I'm done talking, yeah. just add a, a, a laugh. Just add a laugh. I'm sorry, right, right, I'm right sorry now. Drew. I'm sorry, <laughs> Drew. I know you're a very enthusiastic Bears fan. Well, first of all, Lord, let's hear, let's hear, let's for hear. those of you who don't know me, I, I I don't play a I don't I don't play a player in fantasy, even if it's my best player if they're playing against the Bears. I don't do it. I'm loyal. But here's what I think. Look, David Montgomery has come off. Trubisky, we would have won that game, and I guarantee it, if we had some red zone efficiency. The red zone offense was terrible. Nagy is going to address it. Uh, Nagy's been inconsistent, but I think he's going to rise to the occasion. Montgomery's been great. The offensive line with Sam Mustafer and Alex Barris is coming along with the backups. You know, there's been injuries. There were COVID problems, but they were able to put together an offensive line that's been decently Pretty solid, you know, and I think that look, Roquan Smith doesn't doesn't look as of now. This is recording this at ten o'clock on Friday night. It does not look as you'll play. Jalen Johnson looks how he was playing. The backup to Roquan Smith, John 
Josh Woods is questionable. And we've also got, and we've also got Buster Screen starting Nickelback, who's also questionable. And Duke Shelley or Kendall Vildor will be taking the spot of him. But, you know, I, I really think that, look, if you're able to condense the field like Minnesota was able to, not not in the last time they played, but if when Minnesota was able to in the playoff game, they can really – they got to make Breeze air it out. He – I don't think you can throw the ball past 25 yards. No, he can't. Make him throw the ball. I want to see press coverage. I want to see them going up. I want to see – I want to see Breeze. I, I, and I want – and I want to see Slant you know, Boy. You want to see Pagano has, disa- Pagano, has Pagano has disappointed, disappointed me, Wait a disappointed me so much. Apartment of Fangio, I mean. Right, I, I I wish we had Fangio. Chase's team stole it, but I I I I really 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 miss Vic Fangio, and and Pagano has Pagano has really been disappointing. But if he can figure it out and stop <laughs> Alvin Kamara this week. Boy, am I going to be happy, and I think he keeps his job if he can figure it out this week and give us a few playoff wins because the offense is looking good. Mitch is playing well. I mean, there's a whole, there's going to be all sorts of stories going on in the offense, and we've got to win this game. We're going to do it. And now we're going to go to the nightcap. We're going to do this quickly. I got the Browns. Steelers don't go anywhere. They, they, Juju's been, you know, talking bad about the Browns all week. Browns are fired up. They're excited. First playoff game. Playoff appearance in 2003. They're going to win it. Um, Let's go to, let's go to Zaslow. The Bears, they get to play slant, boy. And the Browns they get do. to play TikTok boy, you know, too. Exactly. <laughs> you deserve to wear a red nose and white makeup. Um, I think that. No, I I'm doing the Corvette dance right Corvette, now Corvette. because <laughs> that's <laughs> all I think about. Okay, 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 okay. So I'm I'm gonna think the Browns, the Steelers are overrated. That. So you know how Colin Coward sometimes does that three-word game? I wish you could make the le- the word overrated into three words because that's how you describe the Steelers. They, you know, they, they they beat some really tough teams this year, guys. They beat Carson Wentz, Jake Luton. They beat the Jets. You know, they beat some really tough teams this year. So I think the Browns are going to win, no question. All right, uh, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> I just want to see the Browns win. Honestly, I don't care really who wins this because I am not a hater of either team, but I just want, I want to see the Browns win because they just haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. And it's something that you want to see happen. And if they can make it to the Super Bowl, what a run they would have because I don't think they've even made the Super Bowl before. And that would just be great to see. And to, for them to make it to the Super Bowl against the Bears, that would be an upset on so many sides. <laughs> but it would be interesting to see. Well, yeah, I mean, I got to say it would be interesting to see. Before um, I get into any of my predictions, I would like to read this very disrespectful quote from Juju. And karma does pay off in my world. Com- karma is real, honestly. Gotta say, um, Juju said, stated, I'm um, quoted, I'm um, quote from Juju. I think that they're the same Browns team I play every year. I think they're, um, they are nameless gray faces. They have a couple good players on their team, but at the end of the day, the Browns is the Browns. And I feel like that's very disrespectful towards the organization and TikTok boy. Corvette, Corvette. He's going on a rant. Um, I got to I got to take um yeah I got to take the uh the Browns this one. I mean I know their coach. Um, Stefanski, uh, cont- um, contender for Coach of the Year, which we'll be talking about in our later episodes. Um, 
Uh, um, I got, I got to take the Browns are dominant run offense. I know, I know TJ, um, TJ Watt is such a big factor in the Steelers defense, but I, I just got to take Nick Chubb in the Browns. I know everyone kind of, I know everyone kind of disrespects Baker Mayfield. I, I don't really, I don't really like him either as a person. I don't think he's a great person, but um, I just got to take the Browns. Their disappointment in the past 18 years, I really feel bad for them. As a Broncos fans, the drive, a lot of historic moments that have um, uh, really saddened Browns fans in history. I got, I got to take the Browns. And with that disrespectful quote too, it's just so, I, it's got to be the Browns. It's just got to be. Well, just one interesting thing to point out when with Kevin Stepanski, he tested positive for COVID. The special teams coordinator is going to be the head coach. How big of a role is that going to play? I, I think it plays a big role. I mean, I, I think it, it's going to be something we're going to be monitoring. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see. They just got to play aggressive. The Browns just got yeah. to play yeah. aggressive. They got to strike so. hard. You know, strike fast, you know, Cobra Kai re- reference, you know. Hey, I started Cobra watching Kai, it's strike hard, fire, strike fast. dude. It's straight heat. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Go watch Cobra Kai. Third yeah, this, season this, this down. Is, it's on Netflix. You'll enjoy it. This is a free advertisement, Netflix. Way, this, this is, is a free advertisement. Get, um, endorsed by Cobra Kai at all. But, Netflix gets a free yeah. advertisement. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's keep. And we, we love Netflix. But, you know, we, we also do love the college, college football. We got the college football championship on Monday. This is like sports galore. Alabama, Ohio State. We're going to go through picks. And look, I'm a huge Michigan fan. And I, but, but you know what? I, I'm here and I'm going to give my honest opinion. I've got Ohio State. I mean, there's just too much offense, you know, in that. I, I think they, Ryan Day, you know, I, I, I don't like him, but he's a leader. He, he's, I, I saw that in the Clemson game. I thought that was going to be a blow out, but I saw something in that Clemson game. Like, man, this, this, this guy's got something going there that no, not he, I, that Harbaugh doesn't got it going there. He outplayed Davos Sweeney and Clemson, the best quarterback in the country. Talking about him being a gener Trevor Lawrence being like the top quarterback of the generation. So like, I mean, Ryan Day's got something going there. I got Ohio State in a close one. Saban doesn't back down without a fight. Uh, Chase, talk to me about this game. All right, this is one of the most highly anticipated matchups of sports history, in my opinion. Justin Fields playing absolutely lights out against that Clemson defense, and Alabama is playing at such a high level too. I got. I'm sorry, but I just got to take Alabama in this one. I know, I really know, Drew, Justin Fields. He's just got something in him. But Alabama, the way I've seen, I, I saw him play. I saw them play against um, Notre Dame. Najee Harris, that I that I would like to call him the, the three amigos. Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris. It's just such an explosive offense. Mac Jones to Devontae Smith is one of the most intriguing combos in college football. And I, I have to take, I just have to take Alabama. They're um, Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, big credit and a very uh, um, a heartwarming story too. Uh, I, I think the only way Ohio State wins, if, if they take that momentum from the last game, put it all into this game, Justin Fields, plays lights out like he did against Clemson, which I thought that was such a shocker to me. I thought Clemson was going to beat them, but Ryan Day, something's in him. I don't even know. But I, I just got to take Alabama in this one. They, Nick Saban, he's just one of the best college football coaches of all time. I mean, and it's also the fourth matchup between these two in the college football coach, so I would like to mention that. Thank you, Chase. And J- Jesse, 
you you got any opinions on this game? Yeah, I'm just going to say quickly, I agree with Alabama. I just think their offense is slightly stronger than Ohio. And also one of the interesting points is Alabama this season has played 12 games while Ohio's only played seven. So that connection and with, with the team is different. And I think that only being able to play seven games versus almost twice the amount is something that affects their games later because they they were not able to play as much together. Yeah, but I would also like to bring up a, a, a sorry, quick point, a quick point that the playoffs is just a whole different stage. Just take out the regular season; it's one and done. It's one and done. It's you're like, you're zero and zero going into each week. You're you're zero. You're you're zero mm-hmm. and zero. You, you don't have a record. It's it's Zaslow. Finish up up on this segment. It's gonna be a great game. We're we're gonna have a lot of post game for you in our next episode. Zaslow. I want to start off with just kudos to Ohio State for getting this far. I don't think anyone's on Biddy Clubs in the first place. Good job by them. Good job by Justin Fields. Dominant performance. I think next up, Alabama's going to take this one. It's one of these just they're the better football team. I feel like with Clemson, it was such a close matchup that we weren't really sure. But with this one, Alabama's going to be the better football team. I think they're going to take this one. to a new segment we are introducing, our NBA Basketball Roundtable. We're going to start with Steph Curry dropping 62 points against the Portland Trailblazers last Sunday night. This came as a surprise, as many critics were worrying about his future in the Bay Area. And But Curry finished 18, 18 for 31 from the field and 8 through 16 from the three-point line. Raw reactions to this, Zazlo? Um, I'm going to start with saying... When I watched the highlights from this game, I was stunned. You know, the best basketball performance I've I've watched throughout my lifetime has to be probably Kobe's final game, 60 points. I know that was a little bit of an iffy game because it was his last, but that's beside the point. I think it was an amazing game, high scoring, lots of high-flying fun, three-pointers, heat checks, you know, the good stuff. You know, this is what you want to see in a basketball game. You want to see a lot of scoring, a lot of fun, and one player who stands out. That was Steph Curry. Chef Curry, he's back from an injury, and he's looking better than ever. And I think that this is going to be an interesting year for the Warriors, probably not a playoff team, but they're going to be a fun team to watch with Curry. And sadly, you know, no Clay Thompson. Very, This is really sad. Everyone knows about that already. But I, th- I just think it's going to be an interesting season. James Weissman, Draymond Green, an aging fellow, but he's still got, he can still ball. You got Andrew Wiggins, who's still trying to fit in. I think it's going to be an interesting situation. I think this, that, that it, Curry was just outstanding. An amazing performance by Stephen Curry. And uh, we'll hand it over to Chase. How do you feel about Steph Curry's performance? What do you think? What are your takes? What are your takeaways? Let's let's hear it. Yeah, I also watched the highlights. I was astounded by uh, Curry's performance. One of the best uh, performances I've seen by a single player um, in my lifetime. Uh, I think Steph Curry, uh, he he started off pretty slow. I got to admit, um, I have him on my fantasy team. He, he wasn't doing so well at the start of the of the um, uh, first few games. But when this game just occurred, it was just amazing to watch. I would also like to bring up a quick statistic that um, uh, Curry would become the second oldest player in history to put up at least 60 points. And that would trail only Kobe Bryant, who hung 60, 60 points on the Jazz in his final career game at 37 years old. And also, Curry, Curry did this in just 36 minutes. So he, he, had, he had much more time to put up even more. So, I mean... Curry, 
Curry just amazing performance. I know, I, I know Zaslow said um, uh, they're probably not going to be a, play, a playoff team due to Clay Thompson. Uh, I love to see my favorite, my favorite part about that game was uh, Draymond's little uh, hurdle or just like dispute with uh, the, um, the ref. I, th- I think it was just like a little bit of a jump. It was, it was, it was pretty funny to watch. I found it on Bleach Report. And yeah, I just think Curry just, Shot lights out, uh, 31, uh, 31 uh, shots taken, which is a pretty high amount um, for Curry, but uh, many of those are threes. And Chef Curry is back, as um, Zaslow said. I'm excited to see what he's going to do during this NBA season. Okay, and that will take us into our next segment. In the NBA, there's two conferences, the West and the East. Everyone knows that. Who's your top team in the West? Who's your top team in the East? Let's hear it. Drew, start us off. What you got? What you want to talk about? Yeah, so, I mean, I think, you know, you look at the standings. You look at, the, you know, like you look at the Eastern Conference, you look at the Western Conference, and you look at the Eastern Conference standings, and, you know, you see teams like, you know, Philly, you know, Orlando, Pacers, you know, you, the Heat have been disappointing. But, you know, you've looked at Philly. I mean, I know a lot from Zazzle's Snapchat story. <laughs> yeah. You know, we talk a lot about Philly, man. Philly's been pretty good night in and night out. I think right now I got to take them. They, they look very good night in and night out uh, to me. That's just what it seems like. And then I, I, I can't go against um, – I can't go against LeBron. I know people are saying, you know, he doesn't have the supporting cast. I'm going to take Deacon Montrose Harrell, and I'm just not going against LeBron. I got the Lakers in the Western Conference. And, yeah, that, that that's those are those are my uh, top teams. Um, Chase, what do you think? Um, in the Eastern Conference, yeah, I definitely got to take um, Philadelphia. They've just been playing lights out, and this team looks very, very connected. One of my favorite players to watch, especially, is Ben Simmons. I just love his gameplay. I think he could develop into a very unique point guard um, in the NBA, and I'm just excited to see how he develops. And um, another team, uh, you could argue, uh, possibly, possibly the Nets or the Bucks, but they're not – in my opinion, they're nowhere near as um, the, the level that Philly's playing at this current moment. That doesn't mean that the Nets or the Bucks or any other Eastern Co- Conference team. It's early in the season, so there's definitely many teams that could possibly overtake. Philly is currently one of the best teams in the NBA. And also, um, for my Western Conference predictions, i got to take the Lakers. I mean, as a Nuggets fan, uh, I have some hatred toward the Lakers. I don't really like... Um, not many people really like LeBron, obviously. And that's the same for every every single uh, top player. Like, no one really liked Tom Brady also. So, I mean, yeah, I, I got to give credit to LeBron, though. He's been looking – he's been pretty much, I guess, a ball hog. I wouldn't want to say that. But um, the Lakers, AD, LeBron, have just been playing uh, – they've been playing very good ball these past couple games. And, uh, yeah, let's go on to yeah. Zazzo. Uh, who are you know – this is totally non-biased. But I think my Philadelphia 76ers are up there. You know, I don't want to say they're the best of the best, but I think the Celtics are really the only other team in the East who aren't lackluster. I'm actually going to hit you guys with some quick scores really quickly. Um, of a bunch of games, I think about uh, about seven games have just concluded. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeated the New York Knicks. The Detroit Pistons got pulled the upset against the Phoenix Suns in overtime. The Celtics beat the Wizards. Uh, the Hornets beat the Pelicans. Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball, the first matchup. Awesome game. And the this is actually something how I'm going to talk about this. The Jazz beat the Bucks, and the Rockets beat the Magic. The Jazz beating the Bucks 
and the Grizzlies beat the Nets also, sorry. I think the Jazz beating the Bucks is one of the things that makes it think why I think the Celtics and the Sixers are the two top teams in the East because the Knicks also beat the Bucks, which is a very big game. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think that the Bucks have been lackluster along with a lot of the East. And I think for the West, the Lakers, you know, it's just the best pick available. I think that it, it, they're the best team in the West. Pretty simple. I think for the East, it's either the Sixers Celtics could throw up in there, the Bucks if they pull their game together, it doesn't look like it right now, but I think it'll happen next up. Concluding that segment, a lot of good talk, a lot of good fun things. We're going to talk about our rookie picks. I drew, what, what are you thinking? Right, who's, who's your top rook? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go with um, Anthony Edwards. You know, he was the number one pick in the 2020 draft, and he's looked very good. He's averaged 15.4 points a game, 2.4 rebounds a game, and two assists per game, which is very good. Um, you know, he's he, – um, his latest game against the Portland Trailblazers, he put up a career high 26 points coming off the bench and four rebounds and two steals. So, you know, um, he, he he's living up to his able to his, his ability to score the ball well. Um up in Minnesota, um, he 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 is definitely showing his athleticism and, and confidence playing in the NBA and playing with teammates and playing with playing in the, you know, um professional pro- professional um, you know. Playing in the NBA, I mean, it's, a, it's it's definitely a jump from college. But um, Chase, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm also gonna go with Anthony Edwards. But first, before I um talk about Anthony Edwards, I also like a very big steal from the draft. I believe Tyrese Halliburton, um, for the Sacramento Kings. He's been he's been playing pretty well, averaging um 11.7 points per game, 4.7 assists per game, uh, for the rookie. And I believe that um, that that um, exceeds expectations for him. And I, I I'm looking forward to his future. And one bust I would just I'm just quickly stating a bust. I believe um, uh, Williams for the Bulls. Uh, I mean, he's he's been okay. I mean, like ten points a game. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold your horses, there, buddy. Hold your horses. I think Patrick Williams is actually one of the best rookies in the league right now. I'm just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Patrick Williams. I wouldn't say I would say I would say he's a, a good rookie and he's a he's a solid rookie, but nowhere near like a top three a top three or four pick in my opinion. Um, but uh, best way I could describe Williams is just a guy who was drafted a little too high. That's really the only way I can say it. But he's got potential. But um, let me just go on to just say uh, kind of how Drew said Anthony Edwards has been playing very well for the. Timberwolves, especially without um, Carl Anthony Towns these past these past um, couple games, uh, I think Anthony Edwards has has had his time to shine. And the Timberwolves this year definitely have not been looking uh, good. I, I don't believe D'Lo and that team has has not very developed. Um, but uh, I think uh, he did put a career high twenty six points off the bench, Anthony Edwards. And I am excited to see his development in the NBA as a rookie. Yeah, dude, I totally agree with you on that one, Chase. I think that's a good take. Anthony Edwards, good player. I'm actually going to hit you with a little top three just because – or top four because I have four rookies who I think stand out from everyone else. LaMelo Ball, in, in no particular order, LaMelo Ball, James Weissman, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton. I'm going to have to give it, though. I will, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice. I'll roll the dice, take a long shot. I'm going to go with Halliburton. You know, I've watched his highlights. Watched him since college. One of my favorite players in the draft. Also, probably the coolest last name in the draft. Don't uh, don't argue that with me. I really like the guy. He's a great player, great shooter, great all-around baller. He's helping the Kings turn into a solid team. 
you know, with Bagley, with Fox, and all these guys surrounding him. I think that Tiger Taliburn is going to be one of these guys five years from now who's averaging 20 points and five assists. You know, he's one of these guys who's going to be an all-star once or twice in his career. Not nothing too big, but nothing, too, but nothing low. His ceiling is going to be, for his ceiling, I would give him a, uh, let's say Clay Thompson ceiling. And at the minimum, I would give him Josh Richardson. I'm going to give him a pretty high seat, pretty high floor and a pretty high ceiling. And Drew, do you, do you mind if I wrap this episode up or is that? Yeah, yeah wrap it up. It's, it's been great. Zazzle, wrap it I, up. And we'll, I've been we'll more see than you happy next week. To. That's my question. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the second episode of the Apex Podcast. Great job today, guys. I think we did a wonderful job. I think that this, this was a good one. I think we're excited for the playoffs. We're excited for more basketball for both college and and we're excited for the college football. Yeah, yeah. Very good. That's going to be a very good game. Turn your TVs on for that. We'll be in, I'm excited and to watch. Believe it or not, the Super Bowl is coming up also. So we're going to cover that soon. Yep. Yeah, great. Yep. We will be giving our predictions for that, especially. And yeah, uh, thank you for listening. And hope you all have been great. Thank you for thank listening. You, thank have you. a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Everyone, have a good one.